Welcome to Maps Plane, where we break down a question, event, news, or trend. My name is Becca from Mavs Digital. Now, as we all know, basketball is more than just a sport. We've got fashion, we've got pop culture, we've got music, the list goes on. So today, we're going to dive in to just a little bit more about that. Today, I'm joined by Shelby Witten. Shelby, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, I'm good. Um, she is one of our amazing shooter editors for the Dallas Mavs, and today we're going to talk sneaker culture, our Mavs meet easy, and so much more. So Shelby, if you could just take us through, you know, your path before the Mavs, how you got into your current role, um, and just tell us a little about you before we dive into all things sneakers. Yes. Okay. So my path to Mavs, um, it's been a crazy one. So I actually um, started interning with the Cowboys back in college. And um, from being there, you kind of see how like Dallas sports, like just DFW sports in general is just um, just like interwoven thing where like everyone knows everyone. And so it's like a lot smaller than you would think. Um, and so from being at Cowboys, I got to know um, people at Rangers and then also people at Mavs because it's like a big freelance culture too, being in live sports. And so I would freelance a lot and at Cowboys at AT&T Stadium, um, I was doing a college game and I ran into um, Julian Ochoa. And so he is actually our broadcast manager at the Mavs. And so he told me about an open position and he was like, well, it's kind of um, like just get your foot in the door. And I was like, I'll take anything. Um, <laughs> and so, cause I was you know, about to graduate. So as the video archivist, I would take VHS tapes and then digitize them and put them on a server. And so I was watching all of this old school, um, like Mavs games, like old drafts. Someone asked me the other day what the oldest video, um, I saw Ooh. was, and it was the draft that had, I think it was Scotty Pippen. And so, well, yeah. Like so, the 90s or the, no, the end of the 80s, end of the 80s. Yes, 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 80s. Um, so yeah, the draft with Scotty Pippen, that was the oldest video I saw. And then all the way up into like today, um, like, you know, playoffs and like all that stuff. And so that was really cool because, you know, being coming into basketball, um, I didn't have, I mean, I was like a casual fan, but I didn't have like this extensive knowledge. So it was cool. I kind of got this like crash course in like who the big stars are, like, you know, sure. Mavs. And so, um, and a lot of history too, clearly. Yes. Ton of yeah. history. And the craziest thing, it was so cool whenever, um, the first time I went to a game and saw Michael Finley, I was just like, oh my gosh, this guy, like he's been <laughs> playing here. Like, why aren't people like reacting? Like Brad Davis, like seeing all these people walk through the halls. Um, it was just kind of wild. And so that was really awesome. But from that, I kind of transitioned to um, just helping out. I would try to go to whatever shoots I could go to. And cause I really wanted to be full time. Sure. And so my background was in video. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll be an editor or maybe I'll just be like an assistant. I don't know. So I would go to all these shoots and like just help out however I could. And then um, as I'm doing this, I'm still freelancing um, at Rangers and like kind of doing my own thing um, with Hustling. photography. <laughs> yes. And so people kept asking me to do photography, which was crazy because I went to school for video and 
um, if you're in that world, you know, like they're totally different. And so I would try photography just because my friends knew I had a camera and I was like, I'll just do it. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. And so I would do that on the weekends. And then I finally asked like, Hey, can I start, um, doing some photo work, um, start going and covering some events. And so from there, I kind of found my, um, like my way in. And so I just became um, another photographer. And then finally, um, I became full-time right after the first season of Mavs Gaming launching. And so they needed a lot of help there. And so um, did a little bit of video, did a little bit of photo, did a little bit of social. And so that brings us to today where yeah. I yeah, kind of run Mavs Academy um, social, got to start creating content for them and then mass fire patrol um obviously is like a huge thing that um, i get to be a part of with soraya and so yeah not as much photo because of you know being inside sure. and all that mm -hmm. but um yeah now heavy on the content production side and social media side totally it's so crazy how you know you can develop those skills out of nowhere like just you know you're focused on one thing and you get thrown into something else and maybe you find that those things are the things that you like better or are better at or something like that so that's super cool mm -hmm. because your skills completely range are, are on such like a, a long um, range of everything you can do for content so that's super cool so obviously photography is a huge love of yours I do know that um, yes. and so you know being a photographer in this NBA space, there aren't really that many, honestly, like coming to the Mavericks, like mm -hmm. Monica was the first, you know, woman team, woman photographer I'd ever met. Um, I know mm -hmm. that there's like some NBA photographers that, you know, um, that work for the league and they are women, but honestly, Monica was the first one and you were the second one, honestly. So, you know, it's an amazing example of that you, I mean, it's really like a male quote unquote, like run industry where it's like all the all the photographers or videographers or whatever you expect them to be male but you know you just expect that but honestly like I feel like more and more women are coming in and doing those things so in other podcasts we kind of talked about the misconceptions but do you think do you think there are any kind of misconceptions with the work that you do you know when you're on the floor or you go to some shoots or something like that and where are people ever surprised or are you you know you kind of just take the bull by the horns and you just kind of ignore it so it's really funny. I, so I don't kind of, I don't go around and say like, Hey, like I work for the Mavs, you know, sure. I'd say I'm a photographer or like I'm a content producer. Mm -hmm. And then like if people want to know more, like, of course I'll tell them more. Um, and it's funny. And that's because like, when you say like, Oh, I work for the Mavs and then people get this like idea yeah. and um, they want a piece. Hilarious. And so, well, <laughs> the funniest thing that ever happened, I told someone I worked for the Mavs. And they're like, oh my gosh, are you a dancer? That's so cool. <laughs> and I, like, I died. Um, but yeah, so people don't ever expect, you know, or like, do you work in the front office? Like, do you work yep. in ticket sales? And it's just so interesting to see, like, where people's head goes when, you know, you're a girl and you say you work for the mass. Totally. So, um, yeah, people are normally surprised when I say, like, I'm a content producer, I shoot, and I edit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. I, I totally agree. It's just kind of, you're used to just this kind of one way of thinking and, you know, people are usually surprised, honestly, when Lizelle and I say that we do social media for the Mavs, 
or that we don't know enough or whatever. So I just wanted to ask you that question. It's so funny that you said that someone asked you if you were a dancer because my cousin used to think I was a ref um, <laughs> on the floor, like, you know, running back and forth. So I thought that was really funny. So anyway, so moving on, so we get to know you, you know, you're a photographer, content producer, very skilled, very good at what you do. Um, but you're also a huge sneakerhead. You love, and I've learned a lot from you just in the little time that we've talked <laughs> about all that kind of stuff. So talk to me about how you discovered like your love for sneakers, fashion, just the whole package of that. I definitely consider myself like a baby sneakerhead. I'm <laughs> not like a full grown uh, sneakerhead yet. Um, okay, then I guess in my opinion, <laughs> you are one of the, like, I look to you for, like, yes. the fashion and the MBA for women. Yeah. Well, I, I guess came you can put it that way. Yes. Yeah, I came in and, like, went hard, though, because mm-hmm. um, I guess being in basketball, like, this culture is very, like, sneaker influenced. And so um, – I wasn't, I wasn't super into sneakers, but then when I started like traveling with the team and uh, being like on the court more and just seeing like, I would see stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I would kind of just get out of my comfort zone and start wearing different stuff. And then I kind of totally embraced it. And I was like, wait, you can dress up a sneaker. Like you can dress it down. Like I, now I wear sneakers with like, a ton of my dresses and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it's just been fun. It's just fun to like get into and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, especially get like into the history of sneakers and like when uh, a player or like a celebrity comes out with their own sneaker and like hearing the story behind it. And so it's just like its own little like art. And so I've just um, really dived into that. And then at the same time, like I'm getting into sneakers, um, Mark Cuban has this idea and like, you know, sends it down the marketing pipeline and it lands, you know, to me and Soraya and so we get to like create this page that's based around sneakers. And then, um, then Mavs Fire Patrol kind of just grew into this fashion lifestyle and sneaker page. And so even more reason to like deep dive into um, just sneaker, the sneaker world. Right. So you're integrating your love for fashion sneakers, you know, pop culture into my Mavs Fire Patrol, which we're going to talk about now. Um, obviously you said, um, Mark kind of sent that down the pipeline. You guys kind of, you know, made that your baby. Um, so how did, how did you guys help take, take this off? You know, you obviously have a lot of knowledge with, you know, what the premise of this new, this new platform at the time was going to be. So, you know, what were the, you know, what were the goals of this platform, you know, fashion statements from the players, you know, big projects on the, on the platform, you know, what, what, how did you guys kind of start that off? So initially, um, our website guru, Adam, um, he and Soraya were kind of just looking for cool shoes, right? And taking Mm -hmm. pictures of them and saying like, this is the heat we're fighting at the game. And then, so then I got to come on board and, um, kind of be like the photographer. So then the picture quality got a little bit better. And then we started, okay, we're looking for shoes, we're looking for shoes. And so for the first, um, half season that we, cause we started Mass Fire Patrol in the middle of the season. And so that first, um, bit, it was just picking, going around, taking pictures of shoes on the concourse, like a fan shoes. And then this past season was our going to be our first full season and so we're like okay let's get player involvement like we had our own room and media day we came up with 
um, some cool social pieces for them, but we just kind of focused more like, what are the players wearing? Like, what do they think is cool? And then we still incorporate fans, of course. Um, but it was more of like, okay, like what's trending? What's, what are we seeing across the league? What are we seeing in our own team? And then um, we kind of went and developed, like we're developing this brand as we go. And sure. we're really trying to like narrow it and define uh, what we are. Cause I've never seen another NBA team with like a sneaker page, you know, so we don't have much to go off of. So we're kind of um, creating it as we go and seeing like, what are people responding to? What do people like? And um, what do we like? Like, what do we want to see? Cause we're trying to realize like, okay, our audience is Mavs fans, but also sneaker heads. And so like, how do we combine that in the best way and make content that they would be interested in? Um, and so I think one of our coolest things and one of our kind of defining uh, pieces that we really wanted to have with Mass Fire Patrol is incorporating um, Dallas brands. And so Travis Austin, we had an episode with him and we brought Tim and they got to collaborate and Tim got to, um, you know, design his own leather jacket and design his own hat. And so we just really loved like, how do we put art in Dallas and basketball and fashion and like mix it in this thing because um I think like there's this niche for that yeah. and so that's how we kind of have have been putting fire patrol together like this cool artsy sports sports meets art like mm -hmm. puzzle. <laughs> exactly no I I totally I totally agree um you know even when I was interviewing for the Mavs I pointed out Mavs fire patrol you know in my interview saying that you know, New York and LA are kind of seen as like the fashion and the, you know, the cultured, you know, cities, but Dallas has so much of that that people just don't know about and don't, you know, really pay attention to. And I think this brand is perfect for that. And it's so unique and everything you guys do is so unique. It, like, you know, just in addition, you know, when the guys walk in, you guys have your own little setup for their shoes and they walk right to it. They walk right by us and they walk <laughs> straight to the shoes, you know, straight to the photography of the shoes. And they, you know, it really, you know, enlists in them too, that we are really trying to make this brand and help their brands and things like that. So I think it's so unique. And um, so what is your favorite project that you've ever worked on for Mavs Fire Patrol? Um, like that went out on social that you guys fully produced, fully, you know, directed um, and really got to dig, dig deep into the content production. It's a tie. It's definitely a tie between that Travis Austin piece that I mentioned earlier with Tim Hardaway, just because um, he was so into it and you can tell it was something that he liked. Mm -hmm. And so that along with um, when we had Dimes, from Mavs Gaming when Dimes came on and we um, took him to center and we went sneaker Ooh, shopping. Okay. Very nice. And so those were both very um, time intensive, you know, like pre-production because, mm -hmm. you know, like we're going to somebody's space and like we want to make sure that it's good, that it's clean. A lot of research goes into mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay, how is this conversation going to go? Okay. Are we, what are we going to do with the owner? So there's just all these elements that had to go into it, but at the end you look and you're like, this is awesome. Like this looks like a well-produced, well thought out show. It's entertaining. It's clean. Um, yeah. So center and then Travis Austin with Tim Hardaway. Those are for sure top two pieces. Very cool. Yeah. It's, 
it's crazy how we, like I said before, you know, basketball is more than just like, you know, the game they play on the sport, on, on the court. Um, these guys are always looking at clothes, always looking at the next shoe, always trying to think about what their next shoe is going to be. You know, they're, they're signing with shoe brands. So you guys do a really good job of, you know, really taking that sport piece and the art piece and the fashion piece and really merging them all together. Um, and so that should, that was, should have been really cool to work on. I would have loved to have like, you know, kind of been a fly on the wall for that, which I <laughs> hope I will be in the future. Um, so let's talk sneak easy. So kind of yeah. explain to us what sneak easy was, um, you know, Mavs fire patrol presents. It was the first, you know, kind of event that Mavs fire patrol presented and just kind yeah. of, you know, tell us it was our big first big event walk us through the process of planning it and all that it entailed, who was it, who was invited, all that kind of stuff. So start from the beginning, because we would love to know. So what's funny about Sneak Easy is it started as a sneaker convention. <laughs> so our idea was to have um, a, a bunch of shoes along the concourse at the AAC and kind of do this like huge buy and sell thing uh, before a game. And so, but then getting into it, there was just so many factors that had to be considered. Um, you know, like how are people going to walk around with all the shoes before the game? Like, do we need to get them bags? Like, are they, can they use cash? Is it card only? So there's all these logistics that you just needed more time to kind of walk through if you wanted to do that sort of thing at the AAC, especially before Mavs game and then like all the traffic. And so then we kind of said, what if we put it outside on the plaza? Maybe we can just do a smaller kind of, um, buy and sell or like maybe a trade or maybe it's just a show and then we worried about weather because you don't want to put all these shoes outside and then get rain so then and then like it's so funny because we started this process in October and so December comes around and we like finally narrow down our idea okay let's make a sneaker night let's put it in one of the bars in the AAC and um call it the sneak easy and then we kind of just kept having meetings with mark with marketing and like collaborating um and just from my like just all these ideas all these idea sharing um meetings like it would just develop and so i can't say it was you know like just mass fire patrol or like just me who um, oh, for sure. came up with what it was which was everyone was involved. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. It was so awesome to get all these, to get all this input about like what could happen, what could be possible. Like how do we make it a sneak easy? And then December came around. And so we, um, got two local designers involved. Um, we got sneaker politics, one of the stores, um, Sprite was one of our sponsors. And then Tim Hardaway actually donated a pair of his game worn shoes. And so um, we got to display all these shoes and like that, those were like the art pieces on display, but then also people could bid on them and um, you know, the money, the proceeds would go to Mavs foundation. And so people got to like win those shoes. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we just built around that, like, okay, so you have this display and uh, there's this auction going on. Um, so what else can we have? let's put a live painter like doing this huge painting um of a giant sneaker like let's do an ice sculpture um of an air force one let's do um, a photo station over here um 
and Tim Hardaway actually came after the game and did photos with fans. And so that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like a really cool thing that we had never, always like never done before. Um, and it was so successful in just seeing everyone there. Um, like the place was packed. Like there was a line yeah. at one point and oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> planning an event. It's just so scary because you're like, are people going to show up? Are people yep. going to show up? And then, um, but yeah, the line was out the door and I felt so yes. bad just walking by everyone and being like, sorry, <laughs> because there were so many people. It was amazing. It was so cool. And one season ticket holder said, um, I've been a season ticket holder for 14 years and uh, we've never had an event like this before. This is mm-hmm. so cool. I love sneakers and I love basketball and y'all just brought it together. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have chills. I love that. <laughs> love the feedback. And so it was, no, yeah, it was a, a lot of work. Yeah, but. that I'm sure. No, the the event, obviously, we just helped kind of promote it. But also, um, you know, I got to be there. And I wish I had brought another pair of shoes to get the, like, calligrapher or whatever that was yes, riding on the, the shoes because I was wearing yeah. my Air Force Ones. And I, mm-hmm. I was like, dang it, I should have brought another pair of white shoes. So that was so cool. And also, so the great thing about this event was, you know, you put your heart and soul into it, and it was great. But then also like the need for it next year, it's going to be even bigger than that if, if it happens oh, again and, so. and, how, and how we can like, you know, really take it to the next level and things like that. So that's yeah. so exciting. And yeah, that was, that was like a true, like, again, merging the fashion and the art and the sport together with a player there, like crazy. It was, it was awesome. So you guys did an amazing job with that. So yeah, I loved I loved hearing about all the hard work that you guys put into it because it was unbelievable. So um, you missed out if you weren't there, people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so moving away from like work, you know, combining your love for sneakers, fashion, sport, whatever with work and kind of bringing it back to, you know, the love for sneakers and your knowledge of it and things like that, even though you consider yourself a baby sneakerhead, to me... <laughs> To me, you are a grown woman sneakerhead. Um, you gave me some amazing tips when I was, you know, purchasing my first Jordans. They have still not come in yet, um, but I am waiting and I'm excited. Um, so, you know, you gave me some tips for the sizing and what kind of what first shoe I should buy. And yes. so, I want some of the listeners to get some of the wisdom that you gave to me because you never know. Like, there could be, you know, some girl that just wants to be a sneakerhead but doesn't know how to like me and because you know I feel like I'm just wearing like you know workout shoes everywhere I go um <laughs> and so when it comes to you know what what would your favorite shoe brand be like lifestyle shoe brand be um I think I know the answer but I just want to know <laughs> <laughs> so my brand of choice is definitely Nike um I remember my first pair when I decided okay I'm getting in the sneaker game um, they're Jordan one high zip and, um, they're just black and sleek. And I put them on and I was like, wait, these are real comfortable. And you just feel kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. I felt like a badass, like in these <laughs> high tops, I've never worn high tops before. And so, um, and they went with everything. I don't remember with leggings, with jeans, like loved them so much. And so then, um, are like, they still alive? Yes. And well, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, well, see, and that's the funny thing is yeah. like, once you start getting into sneakers, then like, they're, they're not even, oh my gosh, I loved them. I loved them a lot, but they're not even on my rotation anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like they're not alive in the wall anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, because then you like, then you want your next pair and your next pair and your next pair, but then you don't want to overwear them. And so like none of my shoes have creases, of course, cause just, cause I'm just so, um, all over the place with what I'm wearing, but I've definitely ventured out. Um, I got these really cool, um, Jordan lows, which I was like, I don't know how I feel about the low. And then I put them on and I'm like, these are dope. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that venturing out has been the best. Yeah. And just trying it. Right. So you gave me some, some, um, tips on, you know, buying Jordan. So you told me like, you know, which first pair of Jordans I should buy, you know, then the second pair. And then what would you say like your first, second and third pair of Jordans should be like, high or low or what, you know, one, two, three, whatever. Ooh, you should definitely try out a pair of lows, maybe some white, white lows. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan four. I feel like I don't see girls in the fours enough. Um, or at least not around, not around our games or like Mm -hmm. not around the office, but I would say definitely do that. So yeah, get a, get some one lows and then you get some fours. Fours. I need to look into that for sure. I think the most um, kind of out there shoe that I've gotten recently was the off-white waffle racer. Um, I have them in white and I have them in blue. And literally every time I go somewhere, people are like, what, what are you wearing? Are those golf shoes? Like they always call them golf shoes. Um, but super comfortable but super cool. They kind of just, you could be wearing, I don't know, like a black shirt and some black jeans and you put those on and like your outfit is like transformed. It's made. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another thing you gave me some good tips. I was trying to figure out, you know, what sizing, what color, and you gave me this really good tip on sizing. So tell our listeners (laughs) the trick to finding your size um, for a pair of Jordans or for a pair of Nike or whatever you're trying to find. And then also yes. the colors you were telling me about, you know, coloring too. So both of those. So all shoes for sure um, will have centimeters in them or most do. I mean, at least all mine do. And so when you're looking at the size, look at the centimeters because that doesn't change. So in um, one brand, you might be like eight and a half and mm-hmm. another brand you're a nine but the centimeters are always the same. And so that's what I look at when I'm buying shoes. And like, that's helped me to be able to just get more stuff online because I used to be big. So pro go try on, go try on. Yep. Yeah. Um, but now but in like, these oh. times that's these, this tip is perfect. I mean, like you can't really go or people don't really want to go into the stores right now just because of what's going on. And, um, you know, I looked at my air force ones and I, you know, I'm a kid size in my air force ones, but the centimeters, were a six and a half in Jordans. So I was like, this is perfect. I know exactly what size I am. So that is such a cool trick. And you literally just look in your shoe and it's on the left side. On the, yes. It's so cool. And then colors, you told me you were giving me advice about colors and like things that I would wear or anything like that. So what, what are your opinions about, you know, do you buy something super vibrant or super, you know, bold at first or kind of like wait and see? So and I guess another thing would be like, are you like a casual wear? Or are you a collector? Cause like a collector, like that's a totally another, you know, like conversation, but mm-hmm. the casual, the casual sneaker wear, um, 
obviously like you want to start with your neutrals and do like a white and a black, but, um, I don't wear my white ones a ton. And so I feel like I break out my white ones for a special occasion just because <laughs> like, don't want to crease it. Don't want to get them dirty. Like it has to be, it has to be white. special <laughs> to put on the all white. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of, um, the black and then I think most of my stuff is either black, white, or I have, I have some like, like off, like some beige kind of stuff. Um, but I'll get a nice bold, something like vibrant or like weird, um, every now and then. And I feel like now, now I'm thinking about it. Like I wear that bright, bold, vibrant. I wear that stuff now more than mm-hmm. safe, you right. know, colors. for sure. Um, yeah, just cause it just does something. It does something when you're wearing it. Gives it gives you something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gives you some confidence, but it's also cool. I love like how it's, your shoes can be like a conversation starter. Totally. Yeah, totally. And you're so right. Like about seeing like, you know, the sneaker culture, the fashion um, trends like in the NBA and it makes you kind of want to be a part of it. I, I totally agree. Like just by what you're saying, you know, you see a really cool pair of shoes that someone else is wearing. You're like, oh, I would have never even thought about that for me until I, yeah. until I saw it. Um, yeah. Just what, what are your favorite, you know, shoes of all time that you either have or you want to have um, like you're looking forward to getting or, you know, you already have them. So I have really, really, really been wanting, and I know that I really want them because since I first started getting into sneakers and up until now, uh, which has been probably a few years, the Air Max 90 Off-White. They are so, I love them. I love them so much. Um, But as you know, Off-White is pretty pricey. (laughs) So... (laughs) Saving up for them. Yeah, yeah totally. Air Max 90 Off-White. I love them so much. But out of your, and out of your collection, I'll ask that as well. Out of your collection of what you have, what are your, what's your favorite shoe? Oh, out of my collection, probably mm-hmm. the white Off-White Racers, the Waffle Racers. Mm-hmm. Just because they're, they're just super bold and um, yeah, they're like just a great conversation piece. And people are like, those are so crazy, but they're kind of cool. Like, yeah. You know, it's now that you know someone who's wearing them and you kind of see them on, you're like, okay, those aren't so bad. Maybe I could venture out too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if there's any more, any more tips that you could share with us that you can think of, but if not, if we've covered everything. Mm, my only tip that I found out recently from photographer Monica, um, put your shoes in a pillowcase to wash them. Ooh, good yes. idea. <laughs> That is so smart. And we, we, us as listeners and, and even the hosts are learning something new every single day from our guests, seriously. Um, but thank you so much, Shelby. This is, you know, it's so nice to get, kind of dive into the other side of the game and kind of, you know, step away from, you know, the basketball heavy kind of stuff and kind of listen to, you know, the fashion side and the sports side, I mean, the fashion side and the pop culture side. So this has been awesome. Um, please follow Shelby um, on Instagram for all of her, you know, photography and shoe and fashion stuff. Um, Shelby Witten on IG. Make sure to follow me at the Genico. 
Um, if there's anything else about sneakers, about finding the perfect shoe, let us know. And if any of our listeners buy sneakers just from, you know, listening to this podcast, please let us know and submit your your questions if you have any other questions. Um, But also, just rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.